Welcome to the New Level Podcast, everyone. My name is Phil, and I'm your host on the show. If you enjoy our content, please consider subscribing, sharing, and hitting the like button. This will help the YouTube algorithm to share this important information with more people. On today's episode, we speak with David Solomon, Director of Sales and Business Development at SciVault. SciVault is a global engineering firm specializing in designing, building, and protecting critical infrastructures while leveraging its battle-tested cyber defense models, including innovative grid cities, intelligent transport systems, and national defense applications. David Solomon is a business growth catalyst with decades of corporate management and business development expertise. And on today's episode, he shares what are the top three biggest misconceptions in cybersecurity defense and companies' most significant cybersecurity vulnerabilities. We also talk about the importance of implementing a harmonized strategy when deploying security controls like MFAs, VPNs, antivirus, etc., and how hackers are targeting humans through social networks and how organizations can train staff to prevent breaches. So without further delay, I bring you David Solomon from Cybolt. You're listening to the New Level Podcast where humans talk about automation. We bring you industry experts and share new ideas that help elevate your business. Join your hosts, Philip Aguib and Teresa Foreman on the journey of automation technology. Hey everyone, my name is Phil. I am the host of the New Level Podcast. I'm always joined by my awesome co-host, Teresa. Hey, everybody. And today we've got a special guest, David Solomon from SciVault, um, talking about cybersecurity in 2022, 23, and beyond. Uh, welcome to the show, David. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Teresa. Hi. Nice so, to have you on today. Yeah, su super excited to have you on. We've got a... a, a bunch of interesting questions here. Cybersecurity has been a hot topic. Uh, I mean, we've heard so many horror stories of uh, whether that's governments being hacked, uh, infrastructure, um, companies, we're hearing about them every day, big, small. So uh, let's jump right in, David, since you're the, the expert here. Uh, I wanted to start by asking you a favor. Can you help us debunk some, uh, some things here? We have uh, people thinking that uh, cybersecurity is one thing and it's not another thing. So can you help us identify what you would consider the top three misconceptions when it comes to cybersecurity defense? Well, if you're talking to small businesses, small to mid-sized businesses, Phil, I'll tell you, the first thing is is that they're misunderstanding cybersecurity. First of all, like, like I'm going to call it cyber defense because it's a really a great, it's a it's it's the whole strategy. Cybersecurity is just one component of it. It's software, and it just seems to be that all of these business owners are just saying it's not my problem. Let, let's leave it with IT. It's as if you're buying, you know, you've you've lumped in your protecting all of your data as if you're buying Office 365. Like no, 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 no. It's not an IT responsibility. You don't want to let them make those calls. This is a capital expenditure. This is a strategy to that, you know, you know, I was telling you I was at a, a trade shows and I'm talking to people. It's as much of a defensive posture as it is a competitive advantage in the market. And so if you don't pay attention as a company and you leave it to IT, 
the impact if you get hacked, the financial impact, your day-to-day -day operations could be ruined. I mean, this is not something you want to let someone who's really their job is to, you know, manage the IT, which is in itself a full-time job. So mm -hmm. first of mm -hmm. all, cyber defense should not just be an, you know, it's not an IT responsibility. I mentioned that, you know, cybersecurity, they're always saying it's 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 purely a, a, it, it's it's like I'm okay. I'm, I'm it's defensive in nature. I'm just protecting myself from unwanted hackers. And that's true. You're right, but it's partly true. Because defensively, and that's what we're all thinking about, we're here to protect and defend ourselves, our, our, our systems, our machinery, um, the internet of things, whatever, 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 whatever. Yes. But if you think about it, there is an offensive strategy. And that is because your competitor gets hacked tomorrow and you're not because you're defended. Well, what happens to their business? And then what happens to your business? So you can't look at it as cyber defense is strictly, oh, I'm just protecting myself. I gonna analyze it and say, well, what will happen tomorrow morning if I get a phone call because my competitor got hacked and now all this business is coming my way. And finally, you know, more than half of the attacks today are hitting, you know, small to mid-sized businesses. But everybody thinks oh, it's only large corp. The problem is that large corp, and we've seen it recently with, you know, Marriott with Uber and the like, it's only big guys who get hit. It's only the big corporations who get hit. It's only governments who get hit. It's wrong. More than half are SMBs and it happens more than once at a time, more than once, because they're the most vulnerable. And, 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 and Phil, I, I gotta tell you, I just posted it today. If I wanted to hack a large company, I'd go through a small one who's supplying a big company. And that, unfortunately, that tactic is so well used and uh that that's these are the like this is a scary thing for smbs today mm -hmm. so david there's a few things you said there that really resonated with me i've done some work um sure. in attack it cyber um security cyber defense number one i love that you call it cyber defense not cyber security it sounds way more proactive and less passive than than cyber security right defense sounds a lot more strategic which leads to my next point is when you when you Put the onus on an already overburdened uh, overburdened department like IT to be like the sole people standing guard. Um, there's a lot of you know uh, Trojan horses that are going to get in elsewhere. So really, it's it's everybody's job um, to be really vigilant about that. And your point on SMBs is is really fantastic because there is this like myth out there that to your point, it's it's only enterprises and SMBs are number one. You know they're they're Primed. Like the, the enterprises tend to have, you know, battle, battalions of people looking at this, whereas the SMBs, it's usually an afterthought, right? Or, or their IT provider sometimes is the hardware person or the software person. And, and they don't have, you know, the luxury of being super strategic all the time because they're putting out fires um, right. most of their day, right? They don't have that ability to spend the time they would love to spend being uh, developing that strategic roadmap. And that that is where large a lot of these large enterprises like hospitals or whatnot um, are are at risk because they have so many third parties, partners or whatnot tied into their infrastructure somewhere. And, and frankly, I read a case study a couple of years ago where they got in through the printers because the printers were attached to the servers, right? Mm -hmm. So a cyber attack came through one of the printers that one of these enterprises were renting, and the the small to medium sized business who was renting out the printers didn't have the um, 
the uh, attack wear, the the defense wear in place. So loved every like everything you just said resonated with me. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I want to add one one thing too because when we on the EDI side, we always preach about bringing in stakeholders into discussions uh, so that they can be part of the solution. And I'm thinking about the responsibility of um, something like this on an IT department. Uh, I'm thinking about the consequences if, if things go wrong. And I'm thinking about the aftermath and how other departments might react knowing that something like this would happen. And I'm almost sure that they they wish that they were part of the solution from the beginning and that they were they were part of that planning process because now their jobs just became you know a lot more difficult and uh, all of the data that they manage you know if you think of the finance department uh, all of that is is uh, is at risk and so i think by involving as many departments as possible uh, in this discussion obviously with the uh, presidents and then CEOs of the company is, is a good uh, is a good approach simply because it affects everybody in the company. Well, to add to that, it really has to start from the top because you know let's just talk about like this this Kaspersky report that came out that that SMBs lost two hundred twelve thousand dollars last year because they were hacked because they were they supplied somebody else. So when you think about that two hundred twelve thousand dollars to an SMB cash, I mean. You're not sitting around with $212,000 of cash. So the CEO and the CFO better wake up and realize that, oh my God, if this happens to our company, mm -hmm. it could cripple us. It could ruin us, let alone mm -hmm. reputation, let alone other things like that. Right. So lawsuits. So you you know, this is not, again, this is back to where this has to be dictated to IT that we're doing this. Yeah. Not waiting for them to respond. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so let's talk uh, about some practical uh, measures, things that uh, you know companies out there, or audience, uh, could uh, begin to protect. You know, what are the biggest uh, vulnerabilities out there for companies? Well, right now, email. I mean, this is. I mean, have, if you check your emails lately, or I mean, your texts too, but look at your emails that are coming through there. It is the best place to attack a company. You create a fake email, you send it out. Oh my God, they're opening it because unfortunately, the vast majority of employees are not trained to detect and to look for it. We're talking to many, many companies today about training, identify it. You know, four to five organizations have said that they've experienced some sort of email attack in the since in the last two years. I mean, four out of five. Oh, yeah. Okay. You think about your own emails. How many times did you get an email from a fake bank or a fake or Microsoft or or Microsoft? No T actually. Microsoft. You know, all these kinds of things. If you're not vigilant on and learning about email, because links, attachments from unknowns, even from known, and it happened to us that someone we know sent me an email. Mm -hmm. I got I got an email from somebody I know from a well-reputed cyber defense organization. <laughs> she was hacked. She was hacked. I was just, I didn't have time to reopen her email, but three hours later, she sent an email saying, don't open my email. I was hacked. That's not me. So you just don't know. The other one is our passwords. And I got to tell you, there was a rumor floating around that in the Hilton breach, the password was QWERTY1234. Q-W-E-R-T-Y-1234. If you look on your keyboard, it's in the top left-hand corner. It's really, really easy. We like to use our 
pet name, spouse name, birthdays, you name it. And I get it. I'm tired. Look, like we use companies are giving out like they want everybody to have an individual passwords. I mean, we're talking dozens of passwords I got to remember. Just make it easy for me. I just want eight characters. I don't want 16. I want, uh, but if you don't take care of the password, you're vulnerable. And, and this is the, 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 you know, which leads me to the third part is we all think that in the cloud, everything's secure. It is, except the access point. The access point, and this goes back to password. If you have a really good password, then your information will be, you know, will be more secure. But if you do QWERTY one, two, three, four, I promise you they'll get into your cloud and then you're fried. So what I'm trying to tell everybody is passwords across all your software is, a, is critical. Make sure it's diverse. I know 16 characters are hard to remember. You know, I get it. Um, I love, we love to use password protectors on Google, like Google. Oh, I have my password thing on Google. I'll just save it to Google. No, all these things are just to create that kind of posture that you will, you, you can protect yourself. And that's the stuff you can do today without requiring any other real other cyber defense. But these are the first steps that companies need to take. Yep, that's that's pretty strong. I mean, very easy to implement, and uh, and I'm sure uh, you know you can you can share some more information with the audience later on how they can get in touch with you to put that in place. Sure. One of the um, I I could feel my anxiety rising, David, as you were talking. Oh, I'm I'm creating I'm creating anxiety in people. I'm a, I'm a walking horror film, as I tell Phil. It's it's scary what I do today. Well, and I'm like, okay, take note, change your Google passwords. Also talk to David about whether <laughs> applications like OnePass, like self-generating, you know, whether that makes sense. But I think it's, I, I don't think there's anybody in the world um, that can't relate, you know, to that. And it's, it's, I think the thing that we really underestimate as, as human beings is to your point, those entry points, right? They're so, you think, okay, well, I have one or two and, and that's protected. But I, I think it's so much like a spider web, right? There's so many entry points, they're all connected. You get into one area, you're gonna get into the hub. Um, and often sort of the, the security protocols or the defense products that you need for each of those strands or each of those you know rings on the hub are, um, are distinct platforms, distinct solutions. So talk to us about, you know, what, what does that unified, that harmonized strategy look like when trying to defend uh, so many entry points? And what are the, you know, like VPNs, MFAs, antivirus, like it, it can be super overwhelming, particularly to a layman. So talk to us about what a unified strategy, what a harmonized strategy would look like. It's a great question, Teresa, and I'll tell you, one of the things that everybody talks about this alphabet soup of stuff, MFAs and VPNs and blah, 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 blah. And these are all security measures that are put into place, but they're all brought in in general by different suppliers. So, you know, Microsoft has its own multi-factor authorization tool. And if you're going to go to another place, it'll be another multi-factor. And if I'm on the road and I want a virtual private network, okay, I'll, or a VPN, I'll put that into place. And that's from another supplier because, oh, I can get it for five bucks. And then I'll bring my antivirus from security. Card. All of a sudden, you have a, a, a fruit salad of, 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 of software, which don't talk to each other. So if I wanted to hack your company, and I can't get in through the MFA or the VPN, I'm gonna try through another door. And if I actually somehow break through the door, the other applications don't know what to do and how to respond. 
And that's the that's the big problem. This is where why I talk about cyber defense and not cyber security. The security is are all these software. It's like a camera, a security guard, recording devices. But if they don't work in harmony, there is a vulnerability. And so what we do at Cybalt here, and this here is we ensure that these systems are harmonized, talking to each other, because we're trying to close all of the vulnerabilities locally to the op to the best way possible. Otherwise, oh my God, it's like putting a beautiful alarm system at home, but you left a window open, one window down in your basement. <laughs> that's usually for the dog to get in. But that's how people can get in. And with and so if that gets breached and the other systems don't know what to do, you've got yourself a criminal running through your, your home. Same thing here with a hacker. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you enjoy the content, please consider sharing with friends, smashing the like button and subscribing. Today's episode is sponsored by Vantry Systems. Vantry is the leading Canadian B2B integration provider with the fully embedded EDI integration with so many different ERPs. So we allow you to automatically import and export your data from to your system while delivering unparalleled service, advanced technologies, and expert advice with a humanistic approach. If you are looking for deeper data integration and want to eliminate manual data entry, please visit www.vantry.com for more information. Now, back to the show. So that begs the question because, you know, I think every business owner and every head of IT or anything like that struggles with, okay, now we have, like, we think we have all our doors and windows locked. We got that stuff locked down. Oh, but wait, there's Joe or Jane on their computer on LinkedIn. They're surfing on LinkedIn. They're on Facebook. Um, you know, they're downloading resumes off LinkedIn and boom, there's a window that was open that you didn't even realize you had to worry about, right? And now the hackers are in. And so how can, um, you know, whether it's department heads or business owners or whatnot, how do we educate, like, first of all, how do we make employees aware that, mm -hmm. you know, that this these windows are a thing and how do we train them? How do we educate them to prevent the hackers from getting in and, and breaching the organization? So from based on what our last conversation, uh, last question, this is the segue into that is, you know, especially in the last two years, remote work has become the thing. We're all working from home. More stuff's going to the cloud, more interconnectivity with machinery and IoT, Internet of Things and hold us. Sorry, I get another alphabet soup statement, you know, and all these kinds of things. And so when someone is sitting at home, you know, and, and it's not just the social networks. And we talk about Facebook and even on Facebook, you know, Friend of mine sent me a link from Facebook saying, "Hey, look, look what I got here!" And it was it was it was it was, it was to a yeah. hacking site. Um, if we don't put the, you know, we we have to sensitize the the population, our employees. Again, I go back to training. It's it's critical for training for them to understand what to look for and how to look for. Just because they went on their personal Facebook on a work computer, and it happens. Listen, yeah. you know, if you're in marketing, you have to be on Facebook. You have to be on LinkedIn. You have to be on all of these social channels. You don't have a choice. But this is where the creeps are, 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 are could be hiding, waiting to penetrate your computer, looking for a vulnerability. So the first thing is, if you see something suspicious, just run away. Don't click on it. Please don't click on it. But if this company doesn't have the right security controls, and if the company doesn't put in the right security, like the defense posture, then our goodwill is great because humans are fallible. We'll make a mistake. We're tired. Oh, it's two in the morning. I clicked on it. Oh, crap. What? You have to have both. If you don't have both, 
we're dead. And your point about LinkedIn, this is something that HR firms are scared of now is that they're going to LinkedIn a legitimate webs, a legitimate site, and now are afraid to open up their the resumes that are coming through because there could be a malicious something on that attachment. That's scary. That's a that's a game changer for an entire industry yeah. that has to protect itself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity in um, in hacking companies if you're constantly collaborating with people outside of your network. And you mentioned that in the first uh, first or second question there where you were saying that companies are more vulnerable when they're interacting with suppliers and things like that. This is the exact same thing, except it's 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 maybe the hackers themselves. It's not even a supplier. It's maybe the hacker themselves. Oh, yeah. uh, and so... It's uh yeah it's 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 pretty scary. Um, I think that there's a lot for people to to definitely uh, consider uh, going forward. Um, you know what what role do you see your industry playing, knowing that you know this is this is where we are today, right? And this is what our future looks like um, in helping companies, um, you know, put in place. Uh, strategies immediately and, and be better prepared for the future? You know, one one of the things, it's a great question, Phil, and, and one of the problems we have is that uh, we have to educate the market heavily into what cyber defense means. And, you know, companies like ourselves, we don't have the budgets that these large software companies do. You know, Microsoft and Trend Micro and Sentinel One and all these wonderful providers are all telling you how wonderful they are and all you really need are software to take care of yourself and that'll defend you, that'll protect you. But it is, it's not enough. And we have to work in collaboration together to really help because we are in, this is, I'm, I'm gonna sound like an eccentric here, but we're at war. We're at war, There's there are political attacks and then there's criminal attacks. And if you're not, and, you, and if you're not protecting yourself and we don't defend people properly, then, where it's only, it's going to, it's, we can, we're going to have like um, anarchy. And I know it sounds like an extreme statement and I don't want to come across as extreme, but I, we need to scare people to, to, to respond. So look, it's not just defending your systems. You have to identify, you've got to mitigate, you've got to limit, you've got to analyze, you've got to pivot. A couple of weeks ago, there were all these new attacks coming out of Iran. Now, none of them hit my client base, which was, we're very happy about, but my system here learned a whole bunch of new tendencies and trends. So that in the future, we know this is coming. We have to put it out there to the market to tell people, watch out for this. But we have too many people in the in, 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 in cyber defense community who are like, no, 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 I'm gonna hold that information close to the vest and I'll just, cause I need to sell it. I need to make a business out of it. That's terrible. This is a life, this is people's lives that could be at stake. You know, when you think of infrastructure, it's not just SMBs. Like if you think of infrastructure, whether it's energy providers, transit systems, hospitals, whatever. There are stories like this all over the place. If we as an industry do not help these organizations with the right strategies, they will be vulnerable. We can never catch up to the hackers. This is the game like, you know, catch me if you can. If you remember that movie, catch me if you yeah. can. This is really what this, we're playing catch me if you can every single day. And they're ahead of us. So if we don't bring the right strategies to everybody, God knows what it's going to be. Well, I think that you know the the aspect of machine learning, like you were saying, is like how do how do we get it how do we get ahead of it, right? It's almost like you know 
annual flu vaccines? Like, what are the trends and how do we predict <laughs> yeah. what the, the next strain is going to be so we can we can get ahead of it? And you're absolutely like, we've seen it go from small businesses to enterprises. You know, there's a hospital that should remain nameless in Montreal that was attacked last year. There's um, a large uh, car manufacturer, motor manufacturer that was hit um, this fall and, and paralyzed uh, the business for days. Um, you know, many hospitals, the ransomware, for example, are the hospitals in, in the states where they're holding patient data and privacy hostage, right? So, I mean, it is escalating, you know, it's going from, you know, your email to like large infrastructure, as you were saying, and like government economies, you know, it, it's next. So um, I, I love, you know, the word war, I mean, it's it's fraught with so much emotion behind it, but like war and defense, you're, you're absolutely right, because this is, there's so much on the line that I think most consumers aren't even, um, really aware of and uh, don't have, well, number one, they don't have the awareness. They certainly don't have the education about what to do about it or the toolkit, you know, to do something about it. And so like as a as a business owner myself, it's like, so, you know, if I were to come to SciVault or, or any, you know, uh, anybody in your ecosystem, like you're saying, the, the protectionism around like, no, I want to sell more, but really like, or do we have a higher purpose? How do we defend um, some of those core societal infrastructures. But if, if we were to come to your organization, can you tell me a little bit about what are some of the things you could help us with? Well, for starters, and, and, and you know, what we could do is, is we help pretty much any organization, any size. Unfortunately, you know, cyber defense has been limited to enterprise. And that's what they everybody's been selling. And what we've created was the kind of ecosystem that you use the, the right word that what we call dome which will optimally protect any organization you talked about a hospital the hospitals by the way that we protected did not get hacked here in montreal okay so just to give you an idea we, there was one that didn't get attacked or didn't get hacked and that was the one hospital that we protected because we put the right ecosystem into place and what we call dome is that it is where we do harmonize the system we have the ability to automate the processes that human beings have been doing till now, which is to defend, protect, isolate, do all the things that are necessary to avoid damage if there is a hack, but also the whole idea is to, to prevent any, any, any uh, successful attacks. And we've created this automated process that is working absolutely amazingly well. And I have a whole team of cyber experts as well on, on staff ready to be deployed in the likelihood. So for us, our, our, what we're telling everybody is we're not changing anything on site. You have your local security controls. That's you. That's wonderful. We're going to integrate with all that and make everything much more holistic and much you know working together in concert. And the dome creates that ecosystem of defense that that you can go to sleep you know at night feeling a lot better. We protect machines, we protect infrastructure, and we protect computers. We protect, like I said, the Internet of Things. We protect the cloud with all one system. So regardless of what you have and the size of your company. That's that's where Cybalt has its its a real competitive advantage and helps companies of any size to be protected. Now we do a lot of other things. I mean, if somebody asks me about you know consulting for sec other security controls, absolutely. We got a myriad of things that we can we can help them with. We do work with you know multi-factor authorization. We do work with uh, you know antivirus and phishing and what have you. That's not a problem. But when you talk about you know customizing, creating one MFA, you know that's critical because everybody's got their own. We have that ability to help people. We have the ability to help people if, they, if they've gone, if they've already been attacked. 
they, 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 it's been a destruct, like, oh my God, whatever. We can help them to, to recover uh, the data that was, that was lost, access the data, a lot of these things. So it's not over when you get hacked. You can speak to us at Cybalt. We have helped companies, you know, escape the clutches of, a, of, a, of an attack. Um, we do vulnerability assessments, which is very important today, especially for the insurance companies. They now want to see, are you secure? And that's exactly what we will do is we will come in, we'll do a full assessment from A to Z, check you out, make sure you're okay, deep dive on the internal and external networks, your dark web. We're going to look at the dark web. We're going to go... You know, we're going to, yeah, we're going to go where all the criminals are hiding to see what else is going on about you. But we'll also do an email scan to make sure that you're okay. You can provide this to your insurance company, but you can also feel good. But it could also help you to decide to decide to detect where, you know, where the exposures are and how you can close them up pretty quickly. Um, we do perimeter audits, which is, you know, looking at um, existing systems, new systems, how they interact with each other, controls and what have you. Are there vulnerabilities there? It's a little bit different than, than, than the vulnerability assessment. And then finally, training. Um, if I can say it once, I can say it a hundred times, please training, training, training is so critical in today's day and age that we can provide, you know, a, a, a standard training module, but we can also do a customized training for people. So this is just part and parcel of everything we do. We are a one-stop shop. And if you have no security controls, which happens to a lot of SMBs, we'll more than happy to help you and consult with you to show you and guide you. But really without the ecosystem, you're still vulnerable. That's that's impressive. Um, it's always good to know that you can go to one place and kind of pick and choose how in depth you want to go. I think what's super interesting is that uh, vulnerability assessment, understanding what's your posture, you know, from a scale of one to 10, how much help do you need? And then from there, you know, you make the decisions. There, there's the there's the proof right there for you to to look at. Yeah, Bill, you raise a great point. Like, um, you know, when looking at an IT roadmap, it's like, how many point solutions do I need to solve this problem? Like, you know, because I only know what I know. Yep. And how do I know if I'm getting like one silver bullet that it's going to accomplish everything? So hearing that, you know, we could have the confidence that you're going to cover all the angles that we're not even thinking about. Um, and Teresa, if I can just add one thing, I, and I want to be clear, I said it from the beginning that this is not an IT, you can't ask IT to take this as a strategy, but IT has to be very, very involved in this stage. Mm -hmm. And we right. cannot ignore IT, and IT is our best friend in a company because, you know, we're making their lives easier, we're letting them focus on their work, and not having to look for, oh my God, what, what, what could possibly happen tomorrow? So mm -hmm. IT, you know, they're going to make the right selections of the security controls based on what you have. Right. But we can work in partnership with all of these these organizations. Uh, we also work with IT resellers, guys who do provide this service to companies and say, hey, listen, we work together collaboratively. You can make your clients even more protected. So, you know, it's not like we're, we don't want to put IT completely aside because they have to still be involved, make sure that everything, you know, still Absolutely. works on the computer. No, no, for sure. They're, they're critical. Partnership. They are critical to implement something like this. I think, I think the message to the audience is that don't always count on them to to do everything, uh, because it's everyone's problem and it's everyone's responsibility. And I think you mentioned a point that's really interesting. There's also a responsibility um, for protecting our infrastructure, and the that responsibility um, is to all the citizens of uh, of a city of a province, of a country, 
Uh, and so I think that's a that's a strong uh, strong message there as well to the leaders um, to, uh, to 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 protect the citizens and and, uh, and our information and our infrastructure. Uh, but David, it's been awesome to have you on the New Level podcast. Uh, wow, I feel like uh, everyone's got a lot of homework to do now. Um, <laughs> but if you can uh, leave a message. Uh, to the audience, um, one last message so that they can get in touch with you, connect with you. What's the what's the best way to do that? Well, if they want to get in touch with us, absolutely. You know, you can reach out to me at solutions at cyvault.io. That's where it's the best and easiest way for you to connect with us. We're working globally, so it's not like I'm limited just to, just to Canada. You know, SMBs, large corporations, infrastructure, you name it. We're talking to everybody. But my last message to everybody is: there's no need to panic. There is a concern. We don't need to panic because there is an affordable and easy to implement solution out there today. And despite what you will hear from the software companies, you need to look into this. And, and, and we can actually help companies to create the right strategy. Um, if you are, by the way, next year in Canada and even in the United States in certain sectors, this will be part of the minimum requirements for RFPs. If you do not have a cyber defense posture, you're going to get you're going to you're going to lose out starting next year. So start today to put that into place. Also for your insurance companies, if you want to you know get cybersecurity insurance and you want to you know you know ransomware insurance and all this stuff, if you don't have something in place today, it's going to cost you down the road. You know, so please like it's it the conversation costs nothing. So feel free to reach out. Yeah, that's a great approach and great advice. All right, David. Well, thanks again for your time. Super happy to have you. And uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to David. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Teresa. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. You're listening to the New Level Podcast, where humans talk about automation. We bring you industry experts and share new ideas that help elevate your business. Join your hosts, Philip Aguib and Teresa Foreman on the journey of automation technology.